The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Here with you this morning, I'm an old-fashioned New Thought minister. And I say that because I was raised in the Baptist church, and I still use the Bible. So my talk today is think on these things, but the scripture that I use comes from Philippians, the fourth chapter, and it's a letter Paul was writing to the people of Philippi. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think about these things. And I'm going to share with you another version of that same scripture because it says something that I think will resonate with you. And now, dear brothers and sisters, let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing and the God of peace will be with you. Now, what really got me in that was keep practicing. You know, we've all been through this truth experience. We've been on the path a while. Many of you, I'm sure, have been with Reverend Tony for a while or some other New Thought Center. But the question becomes, do you keep practicing what you learn? Do you keep practicing what you hear? Last week, I believe you all had a white stone ceremony, is that correct? And in that ceremony, you get a new name, is that how it goes? So let me ask you, you got a new name last Sunday. Between last Sunday and today, what have you done? What have you thought about? Have you aligned with the name that you received last Sunday? Where is your white stone? Did you put drop it in your purse? And if your purse is like my purse, you can't find it. Did you stick it in your pocket with your change or take it out when you empty your pockets in the evening? Where's your stone? Mine is right on my nightstand. I cannot not see it. Because I want to walk in alignment with that name, that new name. And what we teach is wonderful. It's awesome. 
We are divine individuals. We are so powerful. We are powerful beyond our own imagination. But it takes work for us to change and to see that change happen in our lives. There are so many things going on in the world today. And you know what I like is people think of the Bible as, oh, that's old. They said that 2,000 years ago, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't work. That's not the truth. Because the words that I just spoke are just as true now as they were then. And to make it even better, science is proving it. There was a time when religion and science were so far apart. But now science is coming together and saying the things that we believed and we learned years ago. Think about it. Science tells us that we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So let's just take the middle number. Let's take 60,000. So if we have 60,000 thoughts in 16 hours, that means we've had 3,750 thoughts in an hour. If there's 60 minutes in an hour, then you've had 62.5 thoughts every minute. You thought thousands of thoughts since you got up this morning. You weren't even conscious of them. You walked around unconscious. You don't realize what half your thoughts were. But yet we know that thoughts are things. We know our thoughts create our experience. I just looked at your Declaration of Principle and it says, I know that my outer experience directly reflects my inner consciousness. And my inner consciousness is a reflection of my thoughts. So what are we thinking? I bet you if I gave each of you $60,000 right now, and said, you've got to spend it before you go to bed tonight. You sit down somewhere and start planning. Now, let me see. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to pay that. I'm going to do. You would start thinking and planning what you were going to do with that $60,000. Correct? Do you start your day that way? Do you start your day thinking about how you're going to spend those 60,000 thoughts? You're creating your experience. And yet we wonder how come things don't change, why things keep popping up. We haven't really changed our way of thinking. We've taken in new information, but it has not become a part of us. We don't react to it spontaneously. We have to analyze our thoughts. You have to analyze the input. What about the music you listen to? Now I'm getting ready to tell on myself because I have serious radio and I like to listen to the old school soul music. And the other day, you know, I started and I said, you know what? I love this music. The people had wonderful voices. They could sing. 
But they started talking. Every song I listened to, I noticed I'm like, I'll never leave you. Uh, you know, what is it, Jerry Butler. And, and all of these people talking about, oh, I'll never leave you. Oh, you, uh, Ch Aretha Franklin, chain of fools. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what am I putting in my consciousness? And I'm singing along with it because I know all the words. I mean, those were the songs we played back in the day. And I can just, and I was like, oh, you can't let that come out of your mouth. You don't need to listen to this. You might need to find a jazz station where they just play music and not have any words. Or you've got to find a different station if you're going to listen to the radio. You don't want that input. We don't think about how much input we have unconsciously. What about the television programs you watch? What are you watching on television? And these Stories about crisis in the hospitals. Stories about the zombies coming out. I mean, it's all kind of stuff. The reality TV shows we get caught up in. What are you watching? You're inputting and impressing your subconscious mind. So sometimes when this stuff shows up in our lives, no, we don't know where it came from because we didn't consciously put it in. But we got it. What about the conversations at work, coffee breaks? What about the people you hang around with? What about the places you go? You know, some people go on vacation and, and they let it all hang out. They do things they wouldn't normally do. And you know, it's that old saying like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What are you thinking? What are you doing? What are you daydreaming about? All of these things program our subconscious mind and create something in our experience. And today, we can change our lives. I know you all do things like meditation, which is wonderful. Do you do it on a daily basis? Is that a regular practice for you? I know you know about the uh, chakras in the body. Do you do a meditation or something to work with aligning the chakras in the body? I was a part of a, a program, well, it was like a workshop, where they could actually test and see where the chakras are in the body to align. And some of them you could see on the chart. Some of them were over here. Some of them were over there. In other words, they weren't in alignment. And later on in this program, we even had wires, some of us, and I happen to be one who volunteered to do it, have uh, electrodes attached to our brain at the beginning of the workshop and then at the end of the workshop. Because during that time, we were doing very deep meditations. And it can actually be recorded that your brain will shift and different parts of your brain will light up when you're really in a deep meditation. So we have to learn that these practices and these things that we hear about when we come to our centers are not just, you know, something to do. It's serious business. People are being healed of all manner of diseases. We think back to the time when Jesus 
walk the earth, if real or imagined, doesn't matter. But people were being healed instantaneously. And people are now being healed instantaneously. And it works, people. Believe me, it works. But it requires work. It requires breaking habits. It requires letting go of a lot of things that we've been conditioned with. Our environment, from our families, from our work. We've got to let go of all the conditioning and let our minds travel beyond that conscious mind and get in that realm of pure spirit and let spirit do a download in us. You know, I had a health challenge in 2016 that I was not expected to live through. When I went to the hospital, they were really not expecting me to go home. But as I laid in the emergency room, I laid on a stretcher and I said, okay, God, I surrender. This one's on you. Because I realized I of myself, Dolores, could do nothing. It was the spirit that was going to have to work within me and align with me. What I knew in my conscious mind could not heal me. I, but I did know and believe that there was something beyond what I could think and beyond what I could feel that could heal me and I could connect with it. And I stayed there eight days as they drew, they drew so much blood from me. Every time, I don't know what the span of time is, you have to wait before you do another blood draw, but they were just there drawing blood, drawing blood, drawing blood, trying to figure out what they could give me to counteract what was happening in my body. And finally, they got to a point where they figured they had it narrowed down. And I went home, and I was on a course of antibiotics for a month. I was doing intravenous antibiotics for a month. And what actually happened was my appendix ruptured on a Saturday, and I didn't go to the hospital until Monday. So the toxins were all through my body. And they didn't remove, that happened in September, September 10th, I remember vividly. But they didn't remove my appendix until December because they had to clear and make sure my body was clear of all of that bacteria and all the toxins that had been released. So when I tell you about healings and knowing things can happen, I'm talking from experience. I've seen people have so-called incurable disease, disease. And I always say when it says incurable, that's just what it means. You have to go within. It's not the outer. It's the within. You have to shut down all the noise. When I was in the hospital, when I woke up that next morning, I went in that evening and they you know, gave me something to knock me out. When I woke up, my son was sitting there and he was like, Mom, do you realize? And I said, stop. 
I stopped him. He was about to tell me about my condition. I didn't want to hear that. I said, stop. I said, it's already done. I just have to go through the process. I had accepted my healing. Spirit and I had had a conversation. And I didn't want to hear any of the diagnosis, prognosis, whatever prognosis they wanted to give me. I just knew it was already done. So when I there again, when I say this, I know it's possible. There's change is possible. And we have to think and be more conscious of our thoughts. We have to notice what we're saying. Our cells, our bodies hear everything we say. And our cells are energy. Everything is energy. You're a basket of energy, if you will. And it vibrates at different levels. So when you're positive and uplifted, you're vibrating at a higher frequency. And when you're vibrating at that higher frequency, those things like fear, those things like illness, those things that vibrate on a much lower level can't reach you. They can't reach you. Like attracts like. You want something new? Create the vision. Hold to the vision. Never let go of the vision. Identify with that vision on a constant basis. Then you have an opportunity to see it manifest. You start discussing your vision with other people and they start telling you 101 reasons why it won't work. not likely to experience what you want. But when we realize that our beliefs truly make a difference, because our system, our body, if you will, operates on our beliefs. And I'm paying attention and seeing that more and more in people. When we talk about healing and what have you, we have to look at what people believe. Because their belief is so for them. Whatever your belief is, so-called right, so-called wrong, or totally indifferent, whatever it is, it operates as principle in your life. So when we look at our experience, it's like looking in a mirror. When we look at our environment, it's like looking in a mirror because this is a reflection of what's in my consciousness and what's in my mind. And if I don't like what I see out here, then I don't need to try to change Mary. I don't need to try to change Jack. I don't need to try to change anybody. I need to do like Michael Jackson said, take a look at the person in the mirror and make that change because the change has to be in me. The change has to take place in my consciousness. The change has to take place in my feelings. Another experiment. You have many of you heard of heart math? In California, they did an experiment. One of their doctors did an experiment. They took DNA in a little test tube, a vial, and they had three groups of people. 
the first group of people, they told them to get into that feeling, that good feeling state, and hold the DNA to see if the DNA would shift or change in any way. That first group, no change in the DNA. Second group, they told to get in that state, but yet focus their attention on unwinding or winding the DNA strand. They did that. The second group, there was almost a 25% change in the DNA. It either wound together or it unwound. The third group, they told them, never mind getting in that state of feeling, just have the intention of it changing. Nothing changed. So what am I saying? Not only do we have to have the uplifted and positive thoughts, but we also have to have the feeling, the heart has to be in it. Scripture says it in another way. Jesus said, where two or more gather together in my name, there I'm in the midst. In my name means in my nature, thinking and feeling like I do. So basically what it's saying, when our thoughts, and our feelings connect and are congruent, then we can expect the outcome. So our thoughts, our words, which are thoughts expressed, and our heart, our feeling, have to be in alignment. So back to your new name. Your thoughts, your feelings, your words, have to express the nature of that name, whatever that name is, in order for you to experience that in your life. We have so much to do with all that we've accomplished and all that we've done. There's still so much more to do because you're a catalyst whether you realize it or not, for those who aren't aware of new thoughts, who are still thinking in the old ways, you're an example. Many of us, especially when we get are new in new thought, we try to tell other people about it, and we try to convince them that this is the way they ought to go. But what we need to do is demonstrate it. Let them look at our lives and see it in action see that you make a difference when you come into a place. You know, we talk about people's aura, when we can see their aura, we can see that light. We can see people vibrating at a high energy level. We can feel their presence when they walk in a room. And science tells us again that the atom is 99.99999 energy in Nothing. And only 1%, not 1%, percent is matter. Listen to that. If an atom is 99.5 spaces, nines, energy, and only one matter, then we're focusing on the wrong thing when we're thinking about matter, what I can touch, what I can feel, what I can see with my eyes, because 99% of 
what really is, is invisible. And it only becomes visible through our thoughts. When we shape it with our thoughts. And most of the time, we're rethinking the same thing. We're not having new thoughts, even though we call ourselves new thought people. We're not having new thoughts. We're just rethinking the same thoughts over and over again. So instead of contemplating and worrying about a problem, what about if you just ask spirit, how does this get any better? No matter what it is, even if it's fantastic, if it's great, but you ask spirit, how can it get any better than this? And don't try to figure it out. Although we have access to the infinite, our consciousness is usually limited by past experiences. So let's not get into how it's going to happen. One of my early teachers told me that your business is what? God's business is how. So stay in your lane, don't mind God's business, and figure out what you want. And then ask the universe, how does it get any better than this? Relationships good, how does it get any better than this? Job is good, how does it get any better than this? You have a gift, you have a talent, we had beautiful song this morning. How does it get any better than this? And allow the universe to show you better than you can imagine. What would your life look like if you start doing that? Even when there's challenges. How does it get any better than this? The job. How does it get any better than this? Spirit's got to answer. You keep asking. Spirit's got to answer and show you better than. Anybody else other than me can use a little better than? So we've got to think about our thoughts because our thoughts do create our situations. Our thoughts do create our experiences. But by the same token, our thoughts can change our experiences and change what's going on in our lives. And there's so much science to prove it. And people are proving it every day. There's no limit. The only limit is your belief. There's no limit. We talk about spirit being infinite all the time. Infinite possibility. If we go back to that atom, 99% is, is shapeless and formless and, and just empty energy. It's shaped by our thoughts. So we can create much better. We can enjoy life much more than we do now. Even if it's good now, it can get better. Just keep asking, how does it get any better than this? What is it you truly want? What would you have if there were no limits? What would you have if there were no limits? No money limits, no time limits, no space limits. You could go anywhere in the world, do any. What would you have? Something was just said earlier about being worthy. You're worthy of the highest and the best. You're made in the image and likeness of the creator. So what are you going to create? What are you going to have? What are you going to focus your thinking on? 
with your new name. Mine is love. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And so it is. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.